It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning Good morning, last. everyone. Just Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. This show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. My name is Leah Wetzel. I'm a licensed nutritionist and a certified nutrition specialist. Joint degeneration conditions like arthritis plague our country today. With over 50 million Americans that have been diagnosed with the disease, and that is one in five. And over two-thirds of Americans diagnosed with arthritis are under the age of 65. So most of you listening today have or know of somebody who has arthritis. Today's topic is joint health, and we're going to talk about ways to maintain and even improve your joint's health. I am very pleased to be in the studio today with my cohort, Cassie Weenus. Cassie is a licensed and registered dietitian who sees clients at her Maple Grove office and teaches lots and lots of corporate classes. Welcome, Cassie, to the show, and I bet you have two little ones at home you'd like to say hi to. You know me well. Yes, I, I do. do. And I can tell with you not being able to take real deep breaths that yeah. soon you will have a little one. <laughs> I know it. I, I know remember it. that towards the end of pregnancy. It, you just can't get those deep breaths in. But yeah. um, yes, I have to say hello to my two biggest fans listening back home. So hello to Riley, who is almost seven. Wow. Has a birthday in less than a month, so that's oh very exciting. And hello to Rissy, my five-year-old. And hello to all the listeners. You are in for a great show today. Yes. So to, to start today's show, I think that we should start to talk about some myths and some facts about joint health. Great idea. And one of the biggest myths that I can think of is that arthritis or the breaking down of our joints is just a natural part of aging. That's a really good point, Cassie. Myth. Yes, it is a myth, and it's it's often touted as part of that. Mm-hmm. Joint breakdown does not have to be the result of aging. So speaking of myths and facts, here's a fact. Arthritis is caused by inflammation. That is true. And when your body has high levels of chronic inflammation, conditions like arthritis can set in. And the word arthritis literally means inflammation of the joints. And it happens when the cartilage that covers the ends of the bones in your elbows, in your knees, and in all your other joints, it happens when that cartilage starts to break down. Mm-hmm. And then you have bone rubbing on bone. Which, I mean, just the sound of that sounds just saying that, yeah, painful. right. Mm-hmm. And and we know from what our clients have told us, it is very painful when you have bone rubbing on bone. So conditions like osteoarthritis really mean worn away cartilage from too much inflammation. That is correct. And I think it's really empowering to know that there are ways to reduce this inflammation by changing what you eat and what you drink. And I've had many clients experience this. And I know you've worked with clients too that have, right? I've had a lot of clients with arthritis that some have been able to eliminate it completely, the pain of it. Wow. Um, and others have greatly reduced those aches and pains. And I know you've had the same. And so today we really want to share with our listeners 
what foods and what beverages can cause that joint inflammation, because that's when you're going to get that wearing away of cartilage. But we're also going to talk about what foods and what beverages keep our joints healthy or help do away with any inflammation that might be lingering. Yeah, great. So I think we should start in talking about the one of the most inflammatory foods, sugar and processed carbs. Not only are we talking about that leftover candy from Halloween. Oh, it gets all <laughs> of us in trouble. I know it. But we're also talking about breads, pasta, bagels, cereal, muffins, popcorn even, Mm -hmm. all fall under the category as well. All of these foods turn into a lot of sugar in in our bodies, and high blood sugar equals high inflammation. Right. And in addition to these foods increasing inflammation, when you have high blood sugar, it leaches calcium right out of your bones, and that calcium excretion can wear away at the cartilage too. Yeah. And I also think it's pretty interesting to note that 50% of people with diabetes, which is chronic high blood There's sugars, the epitome right? of high blood sugar, right? Yes. Have arthritis. 50%. Wow. Yes. And this was recently reported um, from the Center of Disease Control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to tell a little secret on you, or maybe you've talked about this on the air already, <laughs> that you used to love big bowls of cereal. I did. And you know, not only would I eat that for breakfast... I would eat it for lunch. I would eat it for dinner. And how many times do we hear that from clients? A and lot. so we sympathize. I used to do the same thing. And it's I had a, a cereal bowl. Oh, I know. A convenient was, uh, yeah. meal. Right. Don't and have to turn on a stove. Don't, yeah. Never really Don't co- have to computed. think ahead. I know. Never really computed that that... How much sugar that actually ends up being? Well, you know, and so let's talk about that and give listeners a good visual. And this is something I do when I'm teaching corporate classes. I talk about how much sugar cold cereal turns into. And I like to use the example of Smart Start cereal. Mm -hmm. And usually when I'm teaching a corporate class, I'll take my box of Smart Start cereal. You know, I could certainly take Captain Crunch or take Fruit Loops, but those are a little more obvious sources of sugar. Yeah. Most people don't get it that even the healthy versions, so-called healthy versions of cold breakfast cereal, turn to sugar. So if you were going to sit down this morning and have two cups of Smart Start cereal, which is a pretty average adult size serving, that is 80 grams of carbs. And 80 grams of carbs equals 20 teaspoons of sugar. And that's two cups. And usually (sighs) when I would eat cereal... Um, I would, you know, eat it until the milk was gone or, you know, I wouldn't just eat that, you know, two cup serving size. That seems kind of small for for my taste. Right. (laughs) For my bowl that I used to have, too. So 20 teaspoons of sugar. Wow. Now, think about this. A typical candy bar, like a Mars candy bar is is the one we figured out for today's example. Nine teaspoons of sugar. Wow. So really, when we look at that, the cereal has twice as much sugar than the candy bar. Just having a candy bar for breakfast. That's right. I think it's very, it was very uh-huh. sad for me when I found out how, you know, how high sugar um, cereal really is and figuring out how much I was actually consuming. Interesting enough, around that time in my life when I was eating cereal, breakfast, and juice, yes, right? breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right. um, I had lots of inflammation going on. I had uh, out-of-control asthma. I had bursitis in both my hips. I had tons of aches and pains, and I was only 19 at the time. So lots of inflammation. Those are all signs of inflammation. Absolutely. 
So how Cassie figured out the math for the sugar content in two cups of cereal was she took the total amount of carbohydrates in two cups and divided that by four because four grams of carbohydrates equals a teaspoon of sugar or glucose. You can apply this math to any carb that you are eating, and I think that it's very helpful visual if you measure out the teaspoons in a glass that you can see and see out how many sugar, how much teaspoons of sugar, teaspoons. some of those carbohydrates add up to. And if you have young kids that are just getting into doing math, it's a great activity to oh, do yes. with them as well. And and we do it in our classes. We always carry our sugar samples yes. wherever we go because... Giving people that visual really can help them to make the changes in their eating choices. And it really shows people how these high-carbohydrate foods can impact their health in a very negative way. Yes. In fact, I'll be going back to the office today doing these sugar examples in a class for the, the weight, Weekend weight, weight and Wellness right, Series. Right. So, so you probably have the 20 teaspoons I do. in a jar for the I two do. cups of Smart Start. Yep. Yep. So, but on the flip side, there are a lot of carbohydrates that are very anti-inflammatory for our joints. So Cassie, what kind of carbohydrates should we eat? Vegetables, vegetables, vegetables is what comes to my mind. And maybe a couple of fruit servings throughout the day. But if you can eat more vegetables, and most of us need to work on that piece of the puzzle, especially the darker green leafy vegetables like kale, spinach, Brussels sprouts, These are full of antioxidants. Bell peppers is another great one. Vegetables are full of antioxidants, which protect our joints. Mm -hmm. And some of these are also really high in vitamin C. And vitamin C is needed for cartilage production and for collagen support. Wow, that's great. So guess what? It's already time for our first break. It goes fast. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to give a special thanks to all of our podcast listeners out there. We are starting to hear from you from not only across the nation, but across the world. This last Thursday, I had a Skype consultation with somebody from Australia. So I want to thank all of you out there for listening to our show. And please stay tuned because when we get back from break, Cassie's going to talk about some upcoming classes that fit great with today's topic of joint health. Questions for us today? Please call 651-641-1071. Thanks to nutritional weight and wellness, I no longer suffer from heartburn. Linda from Houston, Texas. I have less joint pain and more energy. John from Portland, Oregon. My moods are better and my anxiety is gone. Jennifer from Chicago. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has helped clients all over the country achieve better health with therapeutic nutrition counseling, and they can help you too. You don't have to live in the Twin Cities to benefit from a consultation because they work with clients nationally through phone and Skype appointments. All you have to do is make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness will provide the plan and support. Therapeutic nutrition counseling from Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you with diabetes, anxiety, low moods, menopause, arthritis, digestive issues, autoimmune conditions, and so much more. For information on scheduling a phone or Skype nutrition counseling appointment, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Dishing Up Nutrition. 
As Leah promised when we were going to break, I have some upcoming classes to share with you to help further your understanding of what foods you should eat if you want healthy joints and what foods you should avoid. The class we're talking about here is called Foods to Reduce Pain and Inflammation, and we have it upcoming in December, several different locations, several different times, so you're sure to find one that fits with your schedule. Starting off right at the top of the month, Saturday, December 1st, Barb will be teaching Foods to Reduce Pain and Inflammation in our YZ office in the morning from 10 a.m. to 12, that's December 1st. Thursday, December 6th, Kristen is teaching it out in Stillwater, an evening class, 5.30 to 7.30. Saturday, December 8th, Ora Lee is teaching in North Oaks, 1 to 3 p.m. Thursday, December 13th, we have Kristen teaching it again, the Foods to Reduce Pain and Inflammation. That one is at our St. Paul office from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., So if you want to learn more about this class or the locations or if you want to sign up, you can either go online to our website at weightandwellness.com and click on classes or you can call our office this morning and speak to the girls at the St. Paul office by calling 651-699-3438. And if anyone has questions or comments about today's um, topic of joint health, you can call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. Right, yeah, and that class is a, a really great class and ties in well with any sort of inflammation. Right, you know, and this, manifest, yeah. this hour is all too short. It's not even really an hour, right, I when know. you minus out the commercials. <laughs> so you get a lot more in-depth information in this two-hour class called Foods to Reduce Pain and Inflammation. Yes. So before break, Cassie was talking about some of the benefits of why we should be incorporating lots of vegetables and maybe a little bit of fruit for nutrients like vitamin C. And as she said, vitamin C is needed for cartilage production and collagen support. And I don't think a lot of people associate vegetables with things like vitamin C. I don't think so either. People probably think oranges, right? Yeah. But actually, some of the vegetables are, are the best sources of vitamin C, being a red pepper contains the highest amount. One cup of red pepper contains about 280 milligrams of vitamin C. And red peppers is, are so good. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite things is to slice up a red pepper, dip it in some hummus. It makes a great I know. And snack. I love throwing them in for like an omelet with, you know, yeah. eggs. I think peppers and eggs just go really well together. That's a great. I mean, you could have it at every stop of the day. Put it in your omelet <laughs> at breakfast, have it at snack time and have it in a stir fry in the evening. Yep. But that's a lot of vitamin C, 280 milligrams in one red bell pepper. One cup of red. In, yep. in one mm-hmm. cup, yep. which is probably about one red bell pepper. Um, and according to this research I have in front of me, that's probably the perfect amount for our joints. The Framingham Osteoarthritis Study found that what they called a moderate intake of vitamin C, they were looking at 120 to 200 milligrams a day. That moderate intake of vitamin C was associated with a threefold lower risk of osteoarthritis progression. Wow. Who knew that a pepper a day could keep your joints healthy? We knew it. Yes, we did. (laughs) And now the masses know it because we have lots of people listening today. And another food group besides the vegetables that's important for our joints is animal protein. Yes. 
Yes. So important. One of the many things that animal protein provides our body with is collagen. And we were mentioning that earlier, right? Yep. That collagen is important, that vegetables can help with collagen support, but we need animal protein as well. And collagen, probably all of you have heard the word, but maybe don't know quite what it is. Collagen is found in the body's connective tissue. So like our skin, our bones, our joints, they all have some collagen. And collagen provides the body's tissues with strength, with texture, with structure and with resilience. And think about this. Collagen makes up 95% of joint cartilage. Wow. And remember, the cartilage is that cushiony stuff between mm-hmm. your joints or between your bones and your joints so that they don't rub together. Yep. And the majority of that cartilage should be collagen. So the more collagen there is in your joints, the less chance there is for developing arthritis. Yes. And so if you're wondering what collagen is and what it feels like, take a moment and just feel your face. Give your cheeks a little pinch because the collagen is under the skin and is what helps keep our skin firm. So really, it what helps keeps our skin looking healthy and young, right? Yeah, right. So not only does chicken, beef, turkey, fish, all of that keep the wrinkles away, but it also helps to keep your joints strong. Now, Cassie, we have a caller today. All right, let's yes. take that. Patty, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about knee arthritis? Yes. Um, well, I had a condition called patellofemoral syndrome where my bones were not aligned right and they rubbed away the um, collagen. And I, I'm not going to say it wasn't par- probably partly my diet also, but uh, I had one knee um, replacement and it has not turned out well. And now I'm supposed to do the second one and it might, that knee is bone on bone. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering... If there is anything at this point I can still do to help that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, certainly you might have had some genetic predisposition with that patella femoral, if I'm saying that right, where you were a little um, out of alignment. But there still is a lot of things you can do, and it um, would hopefully help with that one knee that has already been replaced, too. Oh, Um, good. But, you know, the food piece that we're talking about always has to be the base of it. We're going to talk about some really great supplements. So you're going to want to grab a pen and paper because there's some supplements that can help rebuild Mm -hmm. cartilage. So it's it's never too late. And some supplements that can help sort of draw in water and help with the the cushioning and the lubrication. And we're going to talk about all of that. But just remember, you have to have that food piece down first because all the best supplements can't do their work unless you're eating well. So... Um, my doctor has told me that, you know, there's absolutely nothing to do for me except for surgery. And um, Well, your story is reminding me of one of our colleagues' stories. She was teaching a weight and wellness series, and at the start of the series, one of the gals was scheduled to have hip replacement. Um, and by the end of that six-week series, she had canceled her surgery because oh, wow. her aches and pains had went away. You know, That would be great. Um, mm-hmm. So... Miracles can happen. Yes. Okay, thank you. Okay, so keep listening. Thanks for your call. Okay, bye-bye. You know, and a lot of doctors don't, you know, nothing against doctors because they have their expertise that I, you know, I I don't have all of their knowledge, but but their expertise is not nutrition, and and a lot of them don't realize the power of nutrition. And there's a lot of research out there. Backing kind of what you just said that, 
you know, there is at any point there's you're able to rebuild some of that. The body wants to yeah. regenerate. Yeah. That cartilage damage. Yep. Do we have another call? No. No, we don't. No. But okay. actually, it's time for another oh. break. Time goes so, so fast. It wouldn't matter if yes. we had a collar. We got to go to commercial break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And before we go to break, I want to do a little bragging about our new website. If you haven't checked it out in a while, please do. We have given our website a fresh new look. Here are just some of the things you can do better and easier now. You can pick a nutrition topic and find all of the articles and videos and radio show and information pertaining to that topic in a single list. A brand new uh, search function pulls all that information together Is for that you. not the best part it of it? Is. Do you remember having to search for a radio show yes and you had it's, no idea where to look yes and it's so yeah it's so much easier to now to really narrow down you I mean so if you really have a topic you're looking for you can get all of that information and we have a lot of information on our it, website we do yes. but that search function is great i know i know i agree and you can download the dishing up nutrition podcast at your convenience or search radio shows by topic mm-hmm. which is really nice um, if you want to take a class you can check out our class list and find the locations and times that fits with your schedule or you can shop for pharmaceutical grade supplements and get free shipping on our new product page so that and lots and lots more questions for us about joint health today please call us in the studio at 651-641-1071 Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. For those of you just joining us, today's topic is joint health. Now, if you have joint pain or if you simply want to prevent joint degeneration, one of the most important nutrients for maintaining joint health is the essential fatty acid omega-3. So if you have arthritis, omega-3 fish oil is super, super important. It is. Yeah. And it helps to sort of lubricate those joints and it helps put out that fire of inflammation But you really want to know the quality of the brand you're purchasing because that can make all the difference. You are right, Cassie. And the low-cost, poor-quality fish oil can actually be harmful. So what should people be looking for in labels that help to determine quality? Well, first of all, make sure that the fish oil is coming from small fish like sardines, mackerel, anchovies. Small fish don't absorb mercury as much as the large fish do. That's the first thing. Also make sure that it is third-party tested for any impurities. And I really get concerned about fish oil because we know we can't eat fish every day because of the mercury and the lead. So if you're getting it from a cheap company that doesn't care about your health, they might not be taking out that mercury and lead. And then you're really bombarding your system with some toxic ingredients. And then the third thing I look for is what type of filtration process is the company using Um, What type of filtration process are they putting that oil through? For example, molecularly distilled is a great way and that would remove impurities. Exactly. And you want to you want to see that on the label. And if if companies are taking the time to do that, they're going to put it on the label. Right. Yep. So buying your fish oil from a licensed practitioner like us or at a a health food co-op is kind of your best bet to find quality supplements. 
Yes. And um, again, questions. We already have uh, some callers on the line, but if any of you missed the number, you can call us here today with questions about joint health at 651-641-1071. All right, let's take a caller. Yeah. Nancy, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us today? Yes, I do. Um, I suffer from osteoarthritis, and I have heard that plants in the nightshade family can really exasperate that. And I was wondering what those plants are. Yes, that there are some research out there stating uh, for some people that are more prone for food intolerance that nightshades um, can be problematic. There are other foods I don't know if we'll have time to get to that I think maybe are a little bit more inflammatory, like gluten or dairy. That can right. be very. That, it was, we've are, worked with clients to know um, pulling out that sometimes really makes a difference with osteoarthritis. Mm-hmm. Um, but examples of nightshade vegetables are tomatoes, yep, peppers, um, potatoes, potatoes, yep. eggplants. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but I'm with Leah that I have not seen a lot of people in clinical practice. I know there's um, some, some reading out there mm-hmm. that that nightshades are problematic. I haven't seen that play out in clinical practice very often. That's not to say it couldn't. You know, we all have different biochemistries, but I would be more concerned with getting the sugar out mm-hmm. and getting plenty of high-quality animal protein in. Yeah, but now, but now speaking of sugar, I had also heard that pineapple is very good for your joints. Oh, the bromelain, yeah, because mm-hmm. of the properties in bromelain, which are anti-inflammatory. Um, yeah, I would say though, with with that, you moderation. know, moderation is always a, the key with fruit because it's higher in sugar. Um, and a, you know, a half a cup of pineapple, maybe you know, with part of a snack, something you know, right, right, so that you'd get that benefit of the bromelain in there, but you wouldn't cancel out that benefit with too much sugar from the fruit. Yep. So bromelain would be a good addition to your diet. Yeah, which you which you'll be getting from when you eat a lot of you know those fruits and vegetables. You know you get a lot beyond bromelain, um, lots of really good anti-inflammatory nutrients um, to help um, keep that inflammation down. Okay, great. Well, thanks, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for listening. All right. Well. What were we talking about? You know, we were talking about animal protein and how important that is. And I mentioned that with this last caller. Um, So animal protein is in, but do you know what needs to get out of the picture besides just the high sugar foods? The bad fats. The bad fats, which they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Right? If Mm -hmm. you buy a big muffin at the grocery store bakery, it's going to have high sugar and bad fats. So oftentimes you will find the bad fats in some of these processed carbs. Um, So bad fats, when I think of bad fats, I first think of trans fats. Yes. The worst of the worst, The worst of the worst. The ones you definitely want to avoid. Should never touch your Mm -hmm. lips, should not come in your house. Second in line then would be the refined or highly processed oils, like Mm -hmm. soybean oils, corn oils. Vegetables, yeah. Yeah, vegetable oils. um, But then I suppose olives are vegetables, and that would be an okay one, right? Olive Olive oil is okay, but well, we don't want. Well, when we talk about that, is is more corn. of a fat, but as as far as more of corn, soybean, yeah. and a refined canola oil canola. would be another mm-hmm. bad one. So these types of fats are going to create inflammation, and for some of you, that's going to show up as aches or pains in your joints. 
for me, if I get some of these bad fats a couple of days in a row, my body tells me because I get acne breakouts. Yeah. And acne is inflammation. So usually our body has a way of telling us. So think of foods like muffins, donuts. These are going to have the bad fats in them. Um, certainly frozen pizzas, microwave popcorn. You need to get them out of your diet because they're very inflammatory due to these bad fats. Yes. And there are many studies out there telling us how inflammatory bad fats are to our health and how they can increase risk for chronic conditions like arthritis, heart disease, and diabetes. If you if you get a bad fat, you know, in every time you eat things like margarine, microwave popcorn, which I don't think a lot of people associate that with trans fats or bad fats. People think of it more as a healthy option, yeah. I think, a lot of times, mm-hmm. but it's it's cooked in bad oils. Yeah, and those those fast food fries, all of that, you're going to be getting in some form of bad or trans fat. And if you want the research to back this up, while I was prepping for the show, I found one study in particular that I thought would be interesting to share, and it comes from the widely known Nurses Health Study. And one of the pieces they looked at in the Nurses Health Study was trans fats intake. So how much trans fats was a particular person consuming? And then they compared that with their blood level of C-reactive protein, or what we sometimes call CRP, some of, some of you listeners I know are familiar with that term. Some of you aren't. So CRP is basically just a marker for inflammation mm-hmm. in our body. So if you have high CRP, you have inflammation. So what they found was that there was a very strong connection between people that were eating a lot of trans fats and high CRP levels or basically high inflammation. inflammation. Yeah, that's very interesting. And it really does make sense when it you does. think about it. Trans fats and refined oils turn the outside of our cell membranes into a hard crust that combining that with a little bit of wear and tear breaks down the joint cartilage and doesn't allow beneficial nutrients in to heal. Right. So get the microwave popcorn out, the margarine out, stop going to those fast food joints. But here's what you should be eating. We do want you to eat fats. We just want them to be healthy fats. Yes. So eat things like unrefined coconut oil, organic butter, olive oil, avocado, nuts and seeds. These are very healthy fats and they're actually anti-inflammatory. So maybe you want to think of these healthy fats as sort of the lubrication for your joints. And just like your car needs clean oil to run properly, you need these clean, healthy fats to run properly. Yes, yes. And kind of tying back to what we talked about coming back from break, but essential fatty acid, a very anti-inflammatory therapeutic fat that our joints need to work properly is the omega-3 fish oil. And in fact, it has been shown in studies to actually reverse cartilage inflammation in late-stage osteoarthritis. High levels of this essential fat are found in foods like salmon and sardines, right? Right. And our body needs about 3,000 milligrams of omega-3s per day to prevent any sort of inflammatory conditions from setting in. And more than that, if you already have inflammation, 
So starting with that recommendation of 3,000, that's like a can and a half of sardines per day. That's a lot of sardines. Some people might eat it. <laughs> yeah. Probably not me. So <laughs> I if wish you, I could do it. <laughs> uh, if, if, if you don't want to eat, you know, I think maybe Brenna could if she's yeah. listening. Maybe she's smiling. She likes sardines. But another way, if you don't want to eat quite that many sardines, another way, of course, to get enough of those omega-3s is to supplement. But again, be sure it's a high-quality fish oil. And um, Leah mentioned that recommendation of 3,000 milligrams for preventative care, but you need more if that inflammation is already there. So maybe more like 4,000 or even 6,000 milligrams a day. Exactly. Well, it's break time again. No. I know it. I know it. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you already have damaged cartilage, there are several supplements that can be very helpful for you. One of them is called hyaluronic acid, also known as HA. HA is found in high concentrations in cartilage and synovial fluid in all of our joints. HA reduces friction and acts as a natural shock absorbent. If you think about that, I mean, that is very nice to have. I feel the pain lifting Lifting away. away. Yep, exactly. Hyaluronic acid also is a powerful antioxidant for inflamed tissue. And usually taking two to three capsules per day will help to speed up the repair process. Questions, please call us at 651-641-1071. A wise doctor once said, today you are you. That's truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. The doctor in question was Dr. Seuss, and I bet he would like the attitude and approach they use at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. For more than 25 years, the licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have worked one-on-one with clients. Because they know no one is youer than you, they will come up with an individualized eating plan that addresses your needs, your body, your health concerns. Because they use research-based knowledge and because they care, they can guide you to be the best, healthiest, most energetic you you can be. Come into one of their Twin Cities-based office locations for a consultation or schedule a counseling session over the phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call them at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com. They will get results for you. It's true. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is now open in Maple Grove. Call them today at 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We're talking about joint health today, and when we went to break, Leah was talking about hyaluronic acid and how that is a supplement that sort of pulls fluid into the joints and helps decrease pain because it acts as that natural shock absorber. Another helpful supplement for joint health is MSM, and I'm sure there's a really long word for it, but we've never tried to pronounce it. We'll just call it MSM. MSM is a naturally occurring form of sulfur, and it not only reduces pain, but it also acts as an anti-inflammatory agent. And MSM has been shown in trials in the research to decrease pain and improve function in daily living for people with osteoarthritis. Typically, we will start people, and this is what the research showed as well, at three grams two different times throughout the day. It really is a great supplement. It is. Yeah. So we have lots of callers. So let's try to tackle a few of them. Yeah. yeah. Judy? Yeah. Thanks for calling Dish Up Nutrition. You have a question today about canola oil? Yeah. I bought that instead of vegetables to put in like bread. So what's a better one to use? Well, my first thought would be how much bread are you eating in a day? No, I mean like cooking, baking for Christmas and stuff like that. 
pumpkin bread and banana bread and okay um and and you know that's just always where our mind first goes because as you know because you sound like a regular listener we don't want to do a lot of those types of foods because they will turn to a lot of sugar yeah. and and that is inflammatory for our system. Mm. If you are going to bake on a special occasion, um, olive oil? Yeah, you know? or or dependent upon uh, you know how hot you're heating it. Sometimes what I do is I, I actually heat up a little bit of coconut oil and I use that in some of my cooking because that has Good a little point, higher heat tolerance. Good point, because that can withstand tolerant. the higher baking temperatures mm-hmm. a little bit better. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Which look- would probably go well in some of those Christmas recipes, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That little bit of coconut flavor. Would you use the same amount that it calls for then? Uh, yeah, pretty, I think so. Typically, typically. Can you tell we're not bakers? But I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, I'll give it a try. Okay, yeah. thanks. thanks for the question. All right. And we have one, one more. So too. Joanne, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about good fats. Yes, still confused about good fat, bad fat. It's confusing, isn't it? It really is. It is. Um, so my organic dressing that I have been drinking, like like cocktails, <laughs> has expeller pressed uh, soybean oil, and some of the other ones also indicate organic canola oil is mm-hmm. it regardless of soybean and canola still bad for you yeah unfortunately it's just it's very difficult to make that soybean oil or canola oil um and even even when they you know do try to um do it in an expeller press or unrefined way um it's still more processing still than more there processing. would be to an olive oil mm-hmm. see and i've never i i can tell by your face you've heard of expeller pressed soybean oil leah i have never i've seen it seen on some it. salad dressing recipe yep mm-hmm. the other thing to keep in mind is soybeans whether it's been expeller pressed or not are the most highly genetically modified organisms so just you know, the research is still out on what that's going to do to our health as well. Oh, but yeah. but Leah has a good point that even um, if it's expeller pressed, it's it's still not as healthy as an olive oil. Certainly not as bad, bad as yeah. a and corn a, oil or a trans fat. And a general rule with fats, the more you have to process a fat, the more it becomes damaged. And so that's why when we talk about butter, olive oil, coconut oil being healthy choices is because you can find them in in a way of processing that is not very processed at all. Few steps and they're able to um, create that oil. And what about the fat in coconut milk? Wonderful. Yes. Oh, okay. You know, because think about it, you crack open that coconut and out comes the milk and nobody processed it at all. When you think about a soybean, how do you squeeze that hard soybean and get oil out of it? Or corn. Or yeah. corn. Good point. Okay, thanks so much. Have a oh, great I day. hope thanks. that helps. Thanks for Have listening. Have a great weekend. We might not be able to get to all the callers today because we do have some other really great information on today's topic. So I do help, hope everybody holding on the line is still able to listen to the show Um I think we should talk about beverages. We need to, yes, because this is another big part about um, controlling inflammation internally. Mm -hmm. And here's a simple thought. Water your joints, right? For any of you plant lovers or gardeners out there, you you know you have to water it, right? You know you have to water your plants to keep them living. We need to water our joints too. Water makes up 70%. 70% of the cartilage in the joints, and so it plays a major role in the lubrication and the shock-absorbing properties 
of those joints as well. Yes. So Cassie, how much water or hydrating beverages, I should say, does the body need to keep hydrated? Well, you know, we could fall back on that old standard of 8 to 10 glasses because most people aren't getting that. So if they work for that goal, that's always good. 8 to 10, 8-ounce glasses. Mm -hmm. But an even more specific amount for your body size is to take your body weight in pounds, divide that by 2, and that's about the number of ounces that your body needs to stay hydrated throughout the day. Yes, and dehydration is a major underlying and unrecognized factor for degeneration and pain. So soda, coffee, and alcohol all act like diuretics. So that means that they are flushing water out of your body. They make you pee a lot. They make you pee a lot. And blocking the absorption of water into the joints. So unfortunately, these are the beverage choices for a lot of people, a lot more popular than drinking plain water. Mm -hmm. So Cassie, working with people and trying to get them to hydrate their bodies more, what have you found um, that has been working for your clients if maybe they don't really like to drink a lot of water? Right. You know, I certainly have those clients. And I also have the clients that want to drink more but forget. Yep. So with those people, usually I say, you know what, buy a fun 32-ounce bottle. Mm -hmm. If your favorite color is pink, buy a pink one. Or if there's a fun design... Get that. Buy a 32-ounce bottle because then you know if you can drink two of those a day, you've at least gotten eight eight eight-ounce glasses. That's exactly what works for me as I'm holding my 40-ounce bottle right now. There you go. Um, That's really what worked well for me to make sure that I was able to hydrate my body. I need to drink two of these every day. Instead of trying to remember by the end of the day, how many glasses did I drink? Yeah, you just have to drink two of those. So that's one thought. Um, and if you, if water gets kind of boring, try the LaCroix or the Mendota Springs, yeah, those sparkling. Yep, the naturally carbonated. Yep, that's mm-hmm. kind of fun. I know I like to do those in the summertime if we're at the lake because, I don't know, I just like something fizzy on yes. a hot summer day. This time of the year, I much prefer herbal teas. So an herbal tea would be synonymous with water. We have some great ones we sell at the office. I'm into the peppermint licorice right now, yes. which yes. is delicious. And then naturally flavored waters, I I typically, I I think you can buy some of those, but I will just do that myself for birthday parties a lot of time for the kids. I'll just get some filtered water, um, put it in a nice big carafe and slice up strawberries in one, slice up lemons in another. It adds a nice little flavor and it looks pretty and there's something to be said for presentation. It kind of makes you want to drink it a little more. And I think it's great because you made the point of of just, you know, if you're far from where you need to be as far as like if you're drinking a couple glasses a day and you should be drinking 10 glasses a day you know stagger that out and um you know maybe maybe try to incorporate eight ounces more at a time your cells are adjusted to how much water you're drinking so um if you would go from two to ten in one day you might spend a lot of time in the bathroom and and not absorbing it not absorbing it so just try to make it more of a habit and and lots of great advice for that but before we run out of time i want to make sure to talk about one really important supplement that helps with, for some people, um, maintaining their joint health and for others actually helping to reverse joint damage. And this supplement being glucosamine chondroitin sulfate. I love this supplement. I hope my husband is still listening because I want him to take this for his knee. Glucosamine chondroitin sulfate has been shown in many, many studies to alleviate pain 
and to decrease the need for those anti-inflammatory drugs that we don't like, like Advil and ibuprofen. Yep. The studies also show that glucosamine chondroitin helps improve joint mobility and it helps slow the progression of that osteoarthritis. Yep, great. And in fact, one study found that glucosamine chondroitin sulfate was more effective in reducing arthritis pain than Celebrex, which is an anti-inflammatory that a lot of people go on for osteoarthritis. It has a lot of bad side effects. So think of that. You could do glucosamine chondroitin instead. And to find therapeutic benefit, we typically would recommend about 1,500 milligrams of that glucosamine portion and 1,200 milligrams of chondroitin each day and give it a couple of months because it takes a couple months for the glucosamine chondroitin to get into your system and build up before you'll feel the decrease in the pain. Yeah, and you really kind of have to be consistent with it. And, you know, on that note, too, um, talking about quality, I think quality, we were talking about a little off the air right. about there's there's not there's all glucosamine chondroitin supplements are not treated the same, are they? No, and there's a lot of fraud in glucosamine chondroitin for whatever reason. So know where you're getting yes. your, your glucosamine. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you found some helpful tips to improve or maintain your joint health. And don't forget the power of real food for your health. Hope everyone has a happy and healthy week. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.